hello and welcome to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. Ah, let's just take a big group breath in, big deep breath, exhaling. Ah. How do you feel right now? How does it feel to be you right now in this moment? I'm curious. I'm curious. Does it feel good to be you? Are we having a good day? Or are you tuning into this podcast today in this moment because you're looking for some uplifting, some warmth, some support, something to kind of change the vibe of your day? Well, if, so, if that's so, I am very grateful and I'm very honored. I know that I, I was not a big fan of podcasts for a very, very long time. I was not picking up on the trend. I didn't get it. And then I realized that not everyone's voice and content and storytelling and, and podcasts resonate with everybody. And it's kind of like you find someone that feels in tune with your energy and your resonance that can lift you up, you know, and change your vibe, change your mood for the day. Maybe even get your mind off of things, right? Get your mind on someone else's story. So I wonder what you're here to receive today. Hmm. It's Friday morning and it's one of those days, and this is usually how I feel on Fridays. I Fridays are kind of a big day to, for me. I have my devo two devotion lectures and I usually have a reading or two in between them. And my devotion lectures really take a lot of preparedness. And so on Fridays, sometimes I find myself getting up at like 7 or 8 and getting straight to work, which is really interesting because I'm the type of person who's always, you know, wake up, meditate, read, journal, have your coffee, relax. Then around 10, you can start working. And I've noticed this thing on Fridays and even Saturdays because I do a little bit of work on Saturdays too. I do it because I wake up so excited to work and so ready and kind of like, let me get some of these big things off my plate that I'm really excited for. And then I can have a relaxing mid-morning. So probably around 10 today, I'll like take a bath and meditate and reflect. But today I just woke up. I am someone who wakes up feeling very fresh and ready, you know? Um, I had this idea stewing in my head for the podcast all day yesterday, actually all week. And I could have totally done it last night at like five or six, but I literally shut down at 6 p.m. Like I am just worthless to the world at that point. <clears throat> so yeah, there are some days when it's not that often. It's not something I like to make a habit. But there are some days when I just wake up and the first thing that I want to do is work. And I think those are the times that we should take advantage of it. You know, maybe it's because I've put a deadline on myself or maybe it's because it just feels so alive, you know. That's what I love about the way that I do my work is that I get to come to it when it feels alive and when it doesn't, I just take a step away and and ask myself, well, what does my soul need right now? 
Okay, where do I want to begin this thought? I'll begin this thought with something very in the moment. This week, I have been feeling a lot of physical pain in my body, which is really, really unique for me, unusual for me. I rarely feel pain in my body. And it started on Sunday, um, and then by like Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, I was in so much pain. It started from my wrist, and it moved all the way up into my shoulder blade, my biceps, my triceps, my elbow, my entire forearm, my wrist, my palm started to feel it yesterday, and... It was just this like really intense pain. My arm was really swollen and stiff and mysterious, right? It's not like something happened. It was like we were driving to brunch on Sunday and I was like, wow, my wrists are really hurting. Anyways, there's a whole other story to tell you about that. And it's, I had it cleared yesterday and it's still, it's still pretty tender and sore, but I can move. I have full mobility of my body now. And so I am in a better mood today. <laughs> but this is, you know, kind of guiding me right into what I want to talk about today. Because when we are sick, right, or we're in a lot of pain, or maybe we've even actually injured ourselves. We, we can get sick, we can get injured, we can get hurt, we can have these like negative experiences happen to us. You wake up, your entire right arm is just throbbing, and you have to teach a yoga class, and you have to work all day, and you have no idea why you're in so much pain. And you take three ibuprofen, and you feel nothing, and you take a, you take a CBD gummy, and you still feel nothing. It's like, I was not getting any relief, you guys. You wake up, you're not feeling well. You have all this stuff you have to do. Things aren't going quite well for you, right? Whatever the circumstance is, and I'm sure I'll give a lot of examples during this, this podcast today, but we have two choices in that point. We have two choices. We can either say, wow, I feel really powerless. I am a victim of the universe. Why is this happening to me? I suck. Something in my karma sent this to me. I obviously don't deserve to feel well. That's option one. Losing power. And then we have option two, staying in our power. And this week, I definitely had moments where I would like have to cry a little bit because I was in so much pain. And then I would say, okay, Jane, you're not going to let this take you down, girl. Mm-mm. You're going to show up and teach your classes. You're going to keep working. You're going to keep doing all the things that you said you were going to do today. You're not going to let this thing get in your way. And... I'm proud of that because I feel empowered and then I had the power to energetically release this thing that was that was holding me down. So, right, we have two options. Now, let's give you another example. When I get sick, 
When I get sick, I become the most victimized version of myself. (laughs) It's great. I go into full dramatics, full hysterics. I believe that I am dying. Why is this happening to me? The world is so shitty. I am suffering. I shouldn't be suffering. You know, I deserve this. So I want you to just like imagine me in that state, right? Just let me go. I'm going to die anyways. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. Okay, that energy I'm describing right now is what we call victim consciousness, also known as the victim archetype, also known as the victim paradigm. And this is something that we work on in my one-on-one program, Sanctuary. In chapter two, we, we contemplate victim consciousness. And what I have found is that in all the girls I've taken through this program, they, if I say to them, do you know what victim consciousness means? Do you understand that? Is this a concept you've contemplated? And they'll say, um, I get it, but like, I don't totally know what you mean. You know, like, why is this a part of this program of spiritual development? And so what I have in this program, which is like a year and a half old at this point, needs a makeover. We'll be getting one soon. Don't worry. Um, But it's still an amazing program. But it's funny because the content in it is, is older content of mine. And so in chapter two, they get this old video of me talking about, uh, escaping the victim paradigm, which I may just make the episode of the show name because it is a huge theme in my evolvement and my awakening and my spiritual maturation. And I don't think that we're really explaining enough what it means, how people get wrapped up in this paradigm and how to escape the paradigm. So I thought, my first thought was maybe I can just reconstruct that old video, pull the audio, and make it into a podcast for this week. And maybe make like, you know, a commentary about what I said years and years ago. I think this was like 2018, maybe 2019 that I made this video. So it was a very, very long time ago. I was not where I am now. And So I went to listen to it yesterday to see if there was anything inspiring in it, and I was listening to it, and I was just like, this is such an old version of Jane. And Jane is kind of still a little bit victim-y in this video. And this video has supported so many of my students in that awakening, that breakthrough of their own victim paradigm that they might be living in. So I had peace knowing that it supported a lot of people, but me being the version of Jane that I am today, I was like, ooh, I love you, Jane, for where you're at right now, and I totally have compassion and love for where you're at, and I'm so proud of you for getting to this empowered space in your life, but something about the energy didn't feel clear there to me. So I was like, I'm not going to repurpose this. I'm going to make a whole new video about it. 
where we talk about the victim paradigm. And I don't ramble about all of my victimized experiences, okay? I also talked a lot about, like, the empath-narcissist paradigm. It's just interesting how, like, along the way on our journey, there are certain things that really click for us and support us in that moment. Like, I used to really be believe in, like, energy... Um, oh, what is the word? Energy vampires and empath narcissist dynamics and like I'm an empath so I'm really sensitive and like you need to be sensitive to me I mean I'm still kind of that way but like more uh, or like you're a narcissist and you're like leeching my energy and my love like yes we all know what a narcissist is. We all know what an empath is. We all know what an energy vampire is. But I don't think that any of these words are actually empowering to our highest selves. And so letting that all go, just release it, let it go. And I actually wanted to start... Um, and this is pretty much like a little sanctuary session, okay? If you want to know what it's like to be in sanctuary, this is kind of a little tiny example of what we, we would talk about in chapter two when we talk about um, the sacral chakra and systems of power. So one of my very favorite intuitive leaders, Carolyn Mays, if you've never heard of her, um, check out Anatomy of the Spirit. Um, I'm actually holding a different book of hers in my hand right now called Sacred Contracts. And in Sanctuary, I reference Carolyn Mays more than any other teacher because so much of my program was inspired by her work, actually. So this book, Sacred Contracts, is about the archetypes that we all kind of have a contract to live with and to work through. So she has a chapter called so chapter four is called speaking archetypes your four principal energy companions okay that's definitely not what I thought it was <laughs> called because what I saw is that these what I was thinking and landing in my mind is that these are the four archetypes of survival that's how she's kind of organizing all of these archetypes is that there's four that are the archetypes of survival and they are the child the victim, the prostitute, and the saboteur. And these things symbolize our major life changes and how we choose to survive. So if this is something you're interested in, we could totally go into more of them. And if this is something you're interested in, like come do sanctuary with me. I've got a few spots open before the year ends and I launch Sanctuary 2.0. Okay, so what I wanted to share like directly is just how she defines the victim. She calls it the guardian of self-esteem. Being a victim is a common fear. The victim archetype may manifest the first time you don't get what you want or need. You are abused by a parent, a playmate, a sibling, a teacher, you are accused or punished for something you didn't do. You may suppress your outrage at the injustice of the vic You may suppress your outrage 
at the injustice if the victimizer is bigger and more powerful than you. But at a certain point, you discover a perverse advantage to being the victim. You may be afraid to stand up for yourself, or you may enjoy getting sympathy. The core issue of the victim is whether it's worth giving up your own sense of empowerment to avoid taking responsibility for your independence. I wanted to kind of introduce it to you through Carolyn's lens and see how it lands for you because for me just this word was triggering because I was raised being told like don't play the victim and I would always be told that when I was in a moment of feeling victimized and oppressed when I felt like something wasn't fair when I felt like I wasn't getting what I wanted when I felt like I was experiencing injustice when I felt like I was being improperly punished I would feel victimized and I would cry and sob and go into this victim energy and then I would be told by the oppressor, don't play the victim. And that would confuse me and trigger me and make me even more mad. So I wonder if anyone like resonates with that when they hear it, if they're like, maybe even just hearing me say like, victim, like that word has such an energetic charge to it that I just want to acknowledge. But what I have found is that understanding the victim archetype and being able to notice when we're in that paradigm is one of the biggest things that changed my life to get me out of an extremely disempowered place in my life and into where I am now and then continuing to reaffirm that power over and over again. So as I'm watching this video that I made years ago, I'm like, Jane, you're talking about the victim paradigm as if you have mastered it when, honey, you have not. It is something I am constantly dealing with. But I feel like in the past season, like in the fall season we've experienced, I have stepped into my power in another new level to where that kind of victim energy, it doesn't come as easily anymore. And I even notice that times when I might get really victim-y, I just feel fine. I just feel like I'm still good. That's when you get into your power. And this is all about the sacral chakra, right? So maybe you're wondering, like, okay, so I, I heard what Carolyn Mays had to say. I want to know, like, how do I know if I'm in that victim consciousness. So the first thing that I would look for is when you hear a little voice in your head telling you this is just what you deserve. You're never going to have better than this. You need to just accept that this is your shitty reality, that you've done something wrong in a past life, that you're cursed, that you are not loved, there is no God. No one's looking out for you. The world is a dark, sad place. <laughs> when I start finding myself thinking like, you know what? I'm just going to have to accept this aspect of suffering in my life. Uh, that's when I know I've dropped into victim consciousness. So that's kind of my first red flag. But there's some other big ones to look for, like avoiding conflict. And that was a huge one for me. Avoiding conflict avoiding 
confrontation, avoiding speaking your own truth, or saying how you really feel about something, or saying, drawing a boundary, saying, I don't like when you talk to me that way, or that hurt my feelings when you said that, um, or I felt this way when you did that, avoiding conflict. There was actually, there's an example in this book that killed me, but it was so spot on to what this victim consciousness is. This man who was stuck in this victim paradigm, he noticed it was so bad when he went to the mall to buy a pair of socks or something, and he gave the woman a $50 bill, the clerk, for the socks, and the change she gave him only reflected as if he had given a $20 bill. But instead of saying, oh, hey, I gave you a 50. This is change for a 20. He just accepted that he deserved that injustice, left the store, went all the way home. And once he got home, he was beating himself up for not being able to stand up for himself, for not being able to just be brave enough to say, oh, I think you made a mistake. It's kind of like these are the more subtle ways, and this is another one that like I'm, I'm not the best at, but I'm getting better at. Say that you order something, but you hate when they put cheese on it. You can't do it with the cheese. So you're like telling the server, I'm going to get this, but please no cheese. And then they bring it to you and it has cheese on it and you just go, okay, whatever, I'll just eat it. Instead of saying, hey, I just really didn't want cheese on this. Can I get it fixed, please? Do you see the energy there of a victimized person and an empowered person? And the, the, like, these can be hard things to do. And we learn to be like lovingly, divinely empowered so that we can stand up for ourselves, so we can kindly let someone know they gave us the wrong change. So that's another kind of red flag, is when you feel like you can't stand up for yourself. And I think that that was the hardest for me in some of the paradigms that I found myself in. I was in a pretty abusive relationship, and for the whole year that I survived that, experience, I couldn't ever stand up for myself. And and the reflection of me not being able to stand up for myself was me not being able to say, I'm done with this relationship. I don't want to be with you anymore. I don't want to see you anymore. You don't treat me well. I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. I did that probably 12 times before I actually left for good and didn't come back. And the only reason that I was able to actually stand up for myself. I was so afraid to stand up for myself because I didn't want any conflict and I accepted that I just deserved to be in a shitty relationship. That's where I was. I just let myself drift down into this victim consciousness and just accept that life is happening to me, not for me, and I am not the co-creator. And coincidentally enough, we were seeing a couple's coach at the time who would work on us one-on-one and then together to kind of see how the dynamics of our 
own lives are playing out in the relationship. And during this time, I was also in a really, really victimized state with my dad. I just thought he was out to ruin my life, out to get me, like didn't care about me, like victim, victim, victim. And so this kind of mirror, right, of like, I can't receive the love that I want from this person and then it shows up in my relationship. Well, then how do I think I could receive the love I want from this other person? This feels more comfortable, actually. I didn't notice that I had been living in this paradigm. I would literally just always say like, it just sucks, but this is how it is because I love her and I'm not leaving her. Like, it was so fucked. So without getting too much into the story, this coach of ours, she called me one day. She was like, Jane, I have something I have got to say to you, babe. And I was like, okay. And she was like, you aren't going to like it. And I was like, okay. I got all nervous. She was like, you are constantly giving your power away to everybody in your life. You give it away to your editor. You give it away to your boss. You give it away to your dad. You give it away to your mom. You give it away to your girlfriend, even your friends. You are giving your power away to everybody. You are letting everybody treat you poorly. And that's why you're in this place. Because you are not standing up for yourself, honey. And I think I might be the only one who can give you the swift kick in the ass that you need to stand up for yourself, take control of your life, take your power back, and demand what you want. And I can see very clearly that what you want is to not be in this relationship anymore. And even with me there supporting you, I see that you cannot seem to break it off. So we are going to work on this and I'm going to support you. And that, my friends, is why we hire coaches. Nobody had been as straight up with me about the shit I was creating in my own life as she was. So that day I was like, like I remember like the anxiety that rippled through my body as she was talking to me that way. I wanted to be like, no, I am the victim, but you know, like you're wrong. Like you're being mean to me too now. Like everyone's out to get me. Nobody respects me. Well, whew, it was a lot. And when I look back at that time in my life, I was not standing up for myself ever. And what I would really enjoy, and this is another little red flag of the victim paradigm, is when you enjoy receiving sympathy. So if your friend will always come over and like hold you while you cry, or after you get into a fight with your partner, they're like super affectionate and lovely and they're like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, let me make it up to you. And you're like, okay, yeah, make it up to me. Like that's a victim-y thing when you're like, yeah, you have to make it up to me now. Give me sympathy. Hold me while I cry because you're so awful to me. After this breakthrough with that coach, I started to see it everywhere. And... There's that thing called RAS, I think. I don't, I couldn't tell you what it means. But it's when your brain starts to look for kind of proof of things, signs of things everywhere. 
So when we're in the victim paradigm and we believe that we don't have a choice and that the world is happening to us and that we have bad luck and that we have bad relationships and that nobody cares about us and that we don't deserve to feel love, we start looking for the proof around us, right? We start looking for it everywhere. And we start noticing where it happens, where you go out to eat and they don't give you your correct order and you're like, oh, well, I guess I'll eat it anyways. Or you go, <laughs> I don't know why the idea of tires keeps coming up for me. Buying tires has always been a big deal to me. You go to buy your tires and they charge you twice as much as what they said they would. And you're like, oh, I'm just a victim. I'll just pay it anyways. Like it's these kinds of things where we don't stand up for ourselves. Your partner treats you like shit. Your partner says to you, you don't look good in that dress. You look like a skank. Go change. You guys, I have been there and... I didn't change. I said, no, I'm going to wear this. Fuck you. But I didn't stand up for myself. And that, ugh, it kills me to remember the moments when little Jane did not stand up for herself because she just believed that I just deserve to be treated this way. So you start to see it everywhere and you start to make it prove to you that you're a victim. And what happened to me once this like mask, this veil was lifted, my eyes were open, someone gave me a swift kick in the ass to see what a victim I was creating myself to be, I started looking around and seeing so clearly all the ways that I was actually giving my power away. I was just giving my power away. My boss at work would just be so shitty to me, would just be so manipulative to me, and I would, oh, this is what I deserve. Like, I would start seeing it everywhere. Everywhere. And that was intense. And again, this is why we have coaches. Because if she hadn't stuck with me to help me through that new awakening, I would have been really overwhelmed and lost at like, well, what have I been doing wrong? What do I need to fix? What do I need to heal? Like, it can be really overwhelming, right? And so, if you're listening, and I really hope that there's people listening right now that are like, I'm having a breakthrough moment, Jane. If you are, like, message me right now. I would love to hear about it and even support you if you need it. Because here is the antidote, okay? Here is the antidote to the victim paradigm. You always have a choice. 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 This is going to be your mantra if you want to survive the victim paradigm. I always have a choice. So. What I mean by you always have a choice is that you always have a choice of how you're going to respond to something and that nobody can ever force you to do anything. So one of the things I kept doing is because I was working for a nonprofit organization, I would volunteer hours for them because they told me to, because it was part of the job. Every weekend, I would volunteer like four hours for them 
without getting paid. And I acted like I didn't have a choice. That because I had that job and I wanted to keep the job, that I would have to spend my weekends volunteering for them. And that was just me avoiding conflict and not standing up for myself. And when I would complain about it to my friends, I would receive their sympathy. <laughs> but did I actually have a choice? Yes, I absolutely did. First of all, it's illegal to make anybody volunteer their time. <laughs> and I could have said, sorry, my weekends are my personal boundaries. I am not giving them to you. But I can promise you that when I'm here at work, I will do amazing. This is just like classic issue with corporate America, right? You always have a choice. You always have a choice. You always have a choice to say, hey, I actually did not want cheese in this order. Not a big deal. I would just love if you could fix this for me. Or your partner, you get ready for date night and your boyfriend doesn't like how short your skirt is. You have a choice. You have a choice. Do you want to go change to avoid conflict and not stand up for yourself? Or do you want to say, I look fucking hot in this skirt and if you can't appreciate it, I'm going to go find some guy out there who will. See ya. Like, that is what I wish I would have done in the past. Because now I live with someone who never makes negative comments about how I am dressed. Ever. Ever. And it kind of blows my mind. Because I was so used to that before. So I want you to start asking yourself through your day, do I always have a choice? And we're seeing, actually, in, in corporate America right now, this great resignation is everybody releasing themselves from the victim paradigm. Do you see that? And I'm saying from the moment you wake up, if you're waking up and you're like, I do not want to go to work, but I don't have a choice. That's not true, babe. Americans in the workforce are realizing, I do have a choice, actually. This is my life. This job sucks. I don't want to do it anymore. I quit. People are quitting like they have never quit before. They are breaking out of that victim paradigm when they say, I quit. Fuck this. There's better for me out there. Everything that you do, even if, you know, another example that comes up is like, you have this responsibility, right, to teach a class or to give someone a ride or something that you have to do every week and you get to a point where you're like, I don't want to do that anymore. But I said I would, so I don't have a choice. Yes, you do. Say, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. I have a choice. I always have a choice. And I guess I want you, what I want you to do is I want you to fine-tooth comb your day every day for the moments in which you had a choice. Did you make a choice that empowered you? Or did you make a choice that disempowered you? Did you choose to avoid conflict? Or did you choose to stand up for yourself? Every day is this beautiful journey of choosing to become more empowered. And this is something that I'm doing every single day in my life because now I... I'm in a new partnership that is definitely not toxic, but I still have to stay in my power. 
okay? So if she says something I don't like or that hurts my feelings or upsets me, I have every expectation and right of myself to say, hey, that did not feel good when you said that, just so you know. And she might be like, well, blah, blah, you know, or she might be like, damn, I'm sorry. And I'm like, it's cool. I just don't want to go into a victim state where I never stand up for myself and never say anything. And she never realizes that what she's saying is hurting my feelings. It's that simple. So these dynamics, they can get a little bit less intense in our life, right? I find them now around my family. Instead of sinking into victimhood, I choose the moments when someone needs to be stood up for. I choose the moments when someone needs to speak up. And I don't let myself get all triggered by all these old energetics that I feel. So you're fine-tooth combing your day. And you're seeing the parts in which you are not showing up in your power. And what you might notice is that the moments that you're choosing not to show up in your power, the moments that you're just letting that clerk keep the extra $30 change that she should have given you, you can ask yourself, okay, so what happened there in my power? Do I have that low of self-esteem that I don't think I deserved to have asked for the correct change back? Is this... It usually is a self-esteem issue. It's a self-worth issue. And worthiness has been one of my biggest themes in my life that I've had to overcome was worthiness. And worthiness is completely tied into victim consciousness. So the victim archetype, if you want to use it to empower yourself, it demands you to live in your power and in your self-esteem. It demands you to build up your self-esteem. And if there's anything that I have become more and more clear about, especially after this whole energetic thing that happened to me in my body, it's that when I am not at my highest confidence, my energy is extremely vulnerable and I'm extremely vulnerable to victim consciousness, which makes me more vulnerable to illnesses, to viruses, to mental unwellness, depression, anxiety, and what I have recently learned to energetic entities, to any form of energy from coming into your field. And that can also mean attracting shitty people. (laughs) So I hope you're taking notes. (laughs) When my self-esteem slips, It's easier for me to slip into a victimized state. When my consciousness is at the low frequency of victimization, it is easier for me to get sick. It is easier for me to get depressed and anxious. It is easier for me to allow negative energetics to live in my body. And I will easily attract shitty people. So again, the antidote, you always have a choice. And the other one is confidence confidence. And don't worry, guys, next week I have a confidence coach on the podcast. (laughs) Little special hint there. So for me, confidence and self-esteem, it isn't even just about like feeling good about myself. It's like about my own energetic boundaries of what I will tolerate and what I will not tolerate. 
And and this is kind of the last note I have, honestly, is this archetype is the guardian of your personal boundaries and it allows you to take full ownership of your life. So when we can use the victim archetype to empower us, we can set boundaries with ourselves. You don't like when your partner or someone comments on your looks or how you're dressed or your body. You say something right away, immediately. Someone gives you incorrect change, you kindly let them know that you would like correct change. <laughs> Anything. Like, you guys, your partner hits you, talks down to you, manipulates you, emotionally hurts you. You get the fuck out of there. And if you need support or someone to talk to, please reach out to me because I have been in that paradigm and it is so fucking hard to get yourself out of there when your self-worth is so low that you don't believe that you deserve better. So where do I need to strengthen my personal boundaries? Live in my power. Expand my self-esteem. Be a truly confident person. Have my energetic boundaries strong. My energetic field strong and set and secure and taking full sovereignty, full ownership of my life, of every single thing that happens. The second you want to blame your mom or your dad or your partner or your teacher or your boss, you are giving your power away. Nope, bring it all back to you. How is this happening for me? What is this teaching me? Where do I need to be more in my power in this moment? And this leads me back to the example of like this pain that I've been feeling all week. I had two choices. I could say, I'm in so much pain. I am so victimized by this. I'm going to cancel my week and I'm going to just like lay in bed and like find some painkillers to take because this is shitty. And then I could have dropped deeper and deeper and deeper into that consciousness if I had made that choice. But instead, I made the choice, okay, what is this teaching me right now? This is suffering. This sucks. What is it teaching me? <sighs> okay, it's teaching me to listen to my body more. It's teaching me to honor my body more. And it's also teaching me that I'm going to keep going. That I'm not going to let this take me down. I'm going to enjoy my week. I'm going to enjoy my day. I'm going to show up fully to serve others. And I'm going to trust that this is going to heal. Because you know what victims do? They hypochondriate, if that's a word. If you're in victim consciousness, you're going to assume, I have to get my arm amputated. I broke something. I tore something. Maybe I should just go to the ER. And then your body will listen. It'll say, oh my God, she's right. We're not okay. But instead, I told my body, you're going to feel better from this. We're going to get through this. Just let me know what you need. It needed lots of salt baths. It really liked being outside in the cold. Just listening to what it needs. And giving that to my body because I'm not a victim. 
I'll tell my body, wow, you are hurting right now. You're suffering. This sucks, but we're going to feel better. We're going to be fine. I think that's all I have to say about the victim paradigm. It's, it's not my favorite topic because it's so low vibration. <laughs> but we need to catch ourselves when we're living in that low vibration. We must catch ourselves and say, am I in my power right now or am I not? What does it mean to be in my power right now? I always have a choice. What choice do I want to make right now? And that's when we can start breaking free. So I feel very inspired in this moment to invite you to come work with me. If right now you're like really, wow, you're seeing some things clearly and like you could use some support, this is a very small portion of the sanctuary program. We go through all of these energetics that are ingrained in every chakra that play out in our lives and keep us small and keep us in a box. And sanctuary is about getting you out of that box, getting rid of the box. It's about getting your life together, honestly. Get your shit together. Be guided, be supported. Learn how to actually align your chakras. And in the program, I also give you Akashic Records readings. I teach you Reiki self-healing. We have open sessions for any kind of open coaching that you might want from me. It's a really beautiful and impactful program. And I just have two spots open right now for the end of the year. And then... Um, and then I'm probably not going to offer this program anymore because, like I said, it needs a makeover. It needs to be updated to who I am in this moment. But I still, you know, I still am working through it with clients and seeing the magic of this program every day. So if you feel called to come and work with me one-on-one, -on -one, we would be starting end of, end of November, beginning of December, going for three months, for 12 weeks, full alignment of the chakras, deeply studying the energetics of each chakra, applying that to your life, integrating into that full alignment, receiving my support every single week, all the way through. You get like 12 meditation videos from me, all these trainings, all these teachings, all this homework. It's an amazing program. I love it a lot. So it's changed a lot of lives, you know. It's really helped people attune into them, their highest selves and become the co-creators of their lives. And I'm very proud of it. So I will leave the link to apply to work with me in the notes for this show. If you want to, come start, end your year, start your year with someone looking out for you. Someone who will give you a swift kick in the ass when you need it. <laughs> And so that you can learn to take full ownership of your life. Because once we transcend the victim archetype, we become the creators of our lives. Because we take full ownership for every yes and every no and every thought and every energetic and everybody that we surround ourselves with. We take full ownership for all of it. And from that place is how we create. That is how we manifest. That is how 
we attract way better people, way better job opportunities, way better vibes. We stop getting sick all the time. We stop feeling anxious all the time. Boy, has my anxiety dropped completely off the charts since I got out of that paradigm. And it, I still have some of the same people in my life that I felt victimized by before, and I no longer feel victimized by them. They no longer have that power over me, and my relationship with them is so much better because they know I'll stand up for myself. <sighs> Man, I just hope that I hope that none of you who are listening feel taken for granted by those around you. I hope that you don't feel like you're trapped in this place. But if you do, please reach out to me. I'm here to support you. Let's work together. Apply to join Sanctuary. You deserve so much better. And you can create so much better. And I am here to help you step into your power. And you can also just play this episode over again, take some notes, really let it all sink in. And reach out to me. Let me know how you're doing, what you need support on. Okay? Let's just take a big, deep breath in. Exhaling to release. Good. And just letting any information that came up today just soak into your body, trusting that this is all going to start releasing itself. You are so powerful. You are so divinely perfect. You are so blessed. And I love you so much. I hope you have a beautiful day. Mm -hmm.